welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we're on episode 95. Yeah, straight up. You know, this is two episodes in a row that you've got it right, right off the bat. Yeah, kind of. I did in the last episode, halfway through, kind of forget what episode we're on, but it's okay. Yeah. We worked through you it. You started, your intro was correct twice in a row. This is a record. Let's see if we can keep it going. Three I feel like, episodes in a row I feel like you're amazing. the dad that gives a pat on the head. Good job, son. You know, like positive reinforcement, <laughs> you know, maybe it goes a long way. Anyways, but hey, we are, I'm super excited about this episode. I'm super excited about where our podcast is going. Things have been great so far. Reselling, eh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh-oh, I don't like the sound of well, that. Well, it hasn't been bad, but there's a lot of interesting developments happening. It's kind of, you know, we always talk about you need to adapt. Right. And uh, be some, flexible. And it's, pivot. Pivot. Yeah. And it's kind of hard when you can't pivot everywhere. Right. So we'll talk about it here. Like, what are you talking about, Orlando? So, hey, but, I'm just, I'm excited. Just rolling with to it. Talk about it. Um, but, you know, <laughs> but I'm not excited that it sounds like, you know, things are maybe a little rough. I, I wouldn't say rough. It's uh, rough. Rough means like sales are nil. Like, they're not, I keep saying that word. Nil. I'm not even from England. But it's okay. The sales aren't happening. Zilch. Zilch. Nada. <laughs> not, Zero. I should be saying nada, but it's okay. But, you know, things are getting interesting. But before we go into all of that, since this is your your faves, yeah. right? Update episode. Update. By the way, I'm really interested in the dynamics that are happening. So our podcast get, get a consistent amount of listens, regardless of the episode. Right? But our views... On YouTube? On YouTube. So... Let us know why. So our theme episodes seem to get a lot more views than our update episodes, hmm. which I kind of find interesting. Yeah, I, I honestly think it's uh, titles. You think yeah. it's the titles? Yeah, I mean, that's one thing. Like, So should we clickbait like crazy yeah, our see, update episodes? That's never been like from the beginning. Pierce Podcast has tried to be just like down to earth. It's, it's part like, of our mission statement. Basic. No clickbait. But and, and I don't want to say no clickbait because there's times where it's like we realize there's I mean, we come up with clever. We try to come up with clever titles sometimes. But at Craigslist Center, we could have said like Craigslist Center here mafia interview confirmed. with a mafia reseller. By the way, he was cool with us saying that. So yeah. in case anybody's like, how dare you? Yeah. No, no, no. He told us we could. We checked to make sure. Yeah, we just we didn't want we just couldn't do it. We respect us. Craigslist Center so much. We just couldn't do it. So by the way, I haven't talked to that guy in a long time. So we should bring them back. That'd be cool. Like after Q4, I think it'd be great. So Pete, this is an open invitation to be on the podcast again yeah. after Q4. Straight up. You're the first one. So anyways, I don't know if that's really special, but it's special to us. Special to us. Okay. All right. Sure. Before we keep rambling. All right. Let's talk about some updates. How are things going, Mike? Going good. I mean, it's been a mixed bag. We've been having a lot of sales. I'd say the last couple of days have been a little bit slower. Uh, we went through a period where it was like, I mean, just last weekend, we shipped out, I want to say like 15 or 20 packages, something like that, uh, just over the weekend of sales. Like that, that's a lot for us for a weekend. We had so many sales. It took us a while to get it all packed. Yeah. And that's a good problem to have. The uh, last couple of days have been a little slower and we've had some returns. Uh, we, we've turned on uh, the free 30-day returns. Um, we finally have been convinced to do that. Uh, and you know, like it's been a you've mixed been bag. You've been convinced. It's been a mi mixed what, bag because we've had several. What items. was the convincing point, though? Um. Okay. Well, honestly, we had a um, a terrible customer who wanted to return an item because they didn't like the way they looked or they fit or something like it was. 
it was described correctly and we didn't we just we didn't want to do the refund right we're like no like it's exactly as described like sorry you don't like it like i'm not refunding it like you can't send it back so i was doing like the you know hold my own on that and they left a negative feedback Ooh. and so i called ebay and because we have the uh concierge service right like not because we're special at all we just went to ebay open yeah that's all went to ebay open but i will tell you it it does upset some people because you know the only way you get concierge is you go to ebay open or or top rated you're like not even top rated like you're some high-end seller and you're selected yeah so um but i mean that alone is kind of worth the cost of your admission to ebay open so i agree i 100 percent agree yeah because we've used it a few times for different things but anyways i called and um, he's, I explained the situation. I was like, look, like in their email, they're like, these, these are great. I just don't like the way they fit or look or whatever. Can I please send them back? And we said no. And then immediately we got like this, this nasty, like their comment was just like, I do not recommend this seller at all. They're terrible, blah, blah. And I was like, wait a minute. like Or their podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, so I, I called eBay and I said like, you know, can we take this off? And they said, yeah, we'll take it off. But only because like, this is, this is like a courtesy for the concierge. Cause you're con- Oh, did they say that? Yeah. And okay. I was like, oh, I said, it's so like, th- like in this situation, like you have the messages of them saying that they wanted a refund and in our thing, cause eBay, like on the message when we got the refund, it clearly said, you do not need to accept this refund. That's what it said on the top of it. I'm like, well, eBay says we don't have to accept it. So it felt like retaliation, the customer giving us, mm-hmm. like when clearly it was not part of our policy at the time. And so I asked him, I said, like, so you wouldn't normally take this off? And he said, no, unless you offered the 30-day return. 100%. And they said that multiple yeah, times. Yeah, they said that multiple times. And so I was just thinking, like, okay, it's nice that I have the concierge, but, like, realistically, like, if this, if this is what they're requiring of us in order to get the seller protections that we need, because that's not fair. It's not fair to get those retaliation and, you know, type yeah. feedback Agreed. stuff. So I was like, you know, let's just try it. But since we've turned it on, we've already had like three items come back for like no reason. All one of them was for a good reason. Um, unfortunately, the the Korg synthesizer that I sold Ooh. for full price, by the way, like you said, I should have took that two hundred dollar offer. It sold for like two hundred seventy in shipping, and it one of the black keys, according to the customer, uh, when pushed all the way down, doesn't work properly. Like when it's lightly pushed, it works. So, anyways, um, that. It was an automatic return, re- return. Um, but it, you know, it's so it's been a mixed bag. Is it is it bad that I kind of feel good about it coming back? Yeah, is what that okay? You wanted in the episode? Yes, I'm sure all of our listeners do. Yeah, not not all, many of them. I can't speak for everyone. Yeah, don't speak in absolutes like that. Come on, man. <laughs> all right. What do you know? But yeah, so reselling has been pretty good. Um, you know, I feel like work we we bought a new subscription to the higher level store so that was a good you know place to be before we do that though right eligibility for seller protections right so not only that you're concierge right but what helped you was being a top rated seller right and offering 30 day or longer returns right and so in the end you know you're saying yeah you had a few returns but the cost of, i would say even the cost of the concierge saved you possibly the hundreds of dollars you would have missed out on sales because you wouldn't have had that hundred percent yeah or maybe i'm wrong yeah maybe i mean that's another thing too is i don't know like there's been a couple of things that i've bought from from uh, a seller like you know i buy a a game or something and i look at their feedback just because now i I care about feedback since i have feedback Mm -hmm. so i'm like i wonder what this when it's somebody who's got like three thousand and like 
in the last month, they've had 200 positive feedback and they have like two negatives and it's somebody like this person. I'm like, that, that's a Yahoo, right? Like, I don't care at all. So unless it's like directly impacted in the algorithm, which according to the person I spoke to at eBay Open, it doesn't affect in that way. So I don't know. No, that's the discussion we had after eBay Open was that they had told us that feedback isn't going to play a part that much anymore. Remember right. me and you went back and forth. You mm -hmm. said it was a good thing. I said it was a bad thing because I, I worked hard for this feedback, right. right? And so to tell me that it's not as important. Now, I say that all that because, you know, we go back and forth about returns, but I keep saying one of the ways to definitely protect yourself from ever getting a negative feedback, there's actually two ways. One is you do everything you can within your power with that buyer to make things right. And then if after that, they give you, give you a negative feedback, eBay is very likely to side with you. That's been my experience right now. If you don't contact the buyer at all, if you don't do anything, you don't refund them, you're like tough. That's when it gets tricky. Mm. So it's very possible if you didn't have concierge, you would have been stuck with that negative feedback. Yeah. But, and then again, like I remember like, cause I was, I was laying in bed when we got that message and my wife's like, oh, we've got to do this refund. And I like open it up and I'm like, no, it says you do not need to accept this refund. Oh yeah, it does say that, huh? You know what I mean? So it's like, but did it, there's another line though. I've seen in some of that says you don't have to, but in order to improve buyer experiences and yeah. da, 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 we recommend that you accept this. Yeah. In order to improve buyer experiences, we'd give all of our stuff away for free, but you know, like there comes a place where <laughs> you, know, you got to no, draw a line somewhere. No, no, no. I hear you. That, that sounds like buyer's remorse that you're dealing with. Yeah. It was buyer's remorse for sure. And, um, no, you know about feedback extortion. You know what that is? Yeah, where they'll like hold it over. Like if you don't give me a refund. Yeah. 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 So those are always wins. So if you ever get somebody that says, hey, if you don't refund me, you don't do this for me, I'm going to give you negative feedback. Let them message you that because you win. Yeah. So. Yeah. The, the problem is it's implied. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Does everybody else out there get what you're saying? I think so. Like it's just implied. Like the, you understand that. You know, if even if even if they don't say that, like, so is everybody going to incriminate themselves and actually put that in a message? Some people they do. They do. I've had, but I've I think there's going to be a lot of people just like my buyer who they're not going to say that. They're just going to give the spite. negative feedback. Yeah. And, you know, that did work in your favor because I know eBay likes likes it when you have interaction with the with the buyer and sometimes I've had somebody leave me negative feedback, not say anything. It's like, you know, it's been like day twenty nine. They, they never even sent it back and they just love negative feedback. No rhyme or reason. Mm. So, okay. The other thing you were talking about, you leveled up your store. Yeah. We've got uh, the the next level of store, which was super awesome. Um, Are you at premium now? Yeah. And luckily, because I've been, I've been telling my wife, it's like, I think we need to upgrade. Like, cause I did the math. We actually should have upgraded like 70 items ago, but we up, like we started listing so fast that like we didn't keep up with like, oh, we should have upgraded, but we got a, um, an offer to upgrade for two months at the same price. Which nice. was nice. So we were going to do it anyways. I was like, that day we were going to do it. And she's like, oh, there's an offer here. And so we took the offer. So we've got two months of at the basic level or whatever store we were at. But we're getting the higher level store. So we're paying the lower level. Mm -hmm. We're paying like the 20. But we're Make sure to them. order your supplies. Because they'll give you a new coupon too. Hmm. Before? Before you cancel. I, don't, I think it's too late. We've already upgraded. No, after you upgrade, they give you another coupon. Oh, okay. So check it out. Remember the eBay hack from last summer? Yeah. Now, the catch is don't be like Rolando. And I read the fine print last year and it worked out. This year, I didn't. 
and I canceled after the 30 days. Last year, they gave you the 60 days, I believe. This year is 30 days. Yep. And I paid. Mm. I paid like 200 something extra dollars, which I would have paid anyways right. for my extra listings because I'm in this weird, I'm between a premium and anchor store. So it's going to cost me an extra 200 something dollars instead of paying the $300. So I'm almost there where I need an anchor store, but I'm not there yet. Mm. But it hurts. Like today's the 16th, right? When we're recording yeah. this and I'm already paying 10 cents per listing yep. all the way to the 30th. Yeah, it's hard. It, it hurts. Yeah, it hurts for sure. And um, yeah, I mean, especially because you pay too, even when you don't realize after the 30 days of an item being listed, right? And it like relists, mm-hmm. you know, you're, so even though yeah, it's, you end up paying more than you expect. I know. And I, I agree with you. I think it's not going to happen, but I really would love it if eBay, since they have all these backend things that you pay for, like promoted listing and so on, that they did away with the fees for listing. Yeah. yeah it, every other platform doesn't charge you yeah, as far as I know. There's no, there's no listing fee. Um, and, or at least charge me the listing fee after it sells. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Or, I mean, they already do, right? Like, that's the, the, the ending fee. And I get the idea of, like, they want to prevent just junk being put on there. So I guess I see yeah, that. Yeah, there's but, a guardian at the gate kind of deal. But I don't know of any other program that like is having an issue with that. Like people are going to wade through to find the stuff they're looking for anyways. I guess it's better to have too much than not enough, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, but anyways, like, one more thing. Yeah. I sold. Uh, we had this truck. I talked about it several episodes ago. I got it at a garage sale. Like a, a, not a giant, but is a really- Is truck you regretted buying? No. No. Okay. okay. It was a great buy. Um <laughs> But I bought this truck and uh, and my son, every time he comes to our office and we're packing stuff, he always like plays with it and sits on it and pushes it around like it was like his favorite toy. Uh, and it finally sold. And so that was a sad, <laughs> like we literally like you, had to distract him while we were packing it. And But the nice thing is, and that sounds mean, you'll never remember. He won't remember. And, uh, you know, he'll get some other toy that'll come in that he'll like for a while. And he will never remember. It's just like a recycling. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the toy was on loan. Like he got to experience a toy that he would Actually, never otherwise. I have a friend of mine who his kids had so many toys. He would re- he would like loan out the toys. So yep. he would give he'd have two totes and he have those toys. And those are the only toys and all the other toys would get stored. Yep. And then two months later, he'd bring out another set and take those. Yeah, we rotate. We rotate toys. I mean, we don't have like so many toys because we are in a small space. We have little mini totes, like little shoebox size totes uh, and bags. And we rotate toys um, just because they get bored of toys and they don't take, you know, they take them for granted. But if you switch them out every few weeks, it's like Christmas all over again because they forgot that they had those toys, you know. So that's a fun technique. In fact, I remember one time I was like, we should start. You know how they have um, like renting programs where you can like rent movies or rent whatever like, we should Wait, do one don't where, share this right now this could be our new business it's venture. not it's not because i checked it out so like i was like we should do a deal where like you get toys and then like because kids grow out of toys so fast where you like you get a box you play with the toys for a while and then when you're done with them you pack them up and you send it back and then once you send those back you get the next one so like you can keep them as long as you want and like I mean, those toys would be thrash yes exactly well exactly but i was thinking like you know like you'd probably get like two or three uses before the toys like all the way done there was, we looked it up, there was a program that did that and it had terrible reviews because, yeah, it was like they couldn't keep up. I think they ran out of business because, yeah, like kids destroy stuff, but they, it's des- a good idea. Destroy. I mean, at least my boys destroyed everything. I mean, Buzz Lightyear had no wings after the first day. I mean, it was bad. So, okay. All right. What, what about you? What's going on with you? Uh, a few things. Uh, you know, I've been really busy with the FBA and it kind of hurts. 
So today was kind of rough. So today it's Saturday when we're recording this. So I'm driving and, you know, I'm doing FBA and then I have to go in my storage unit, pick up stuff that's sold. Garage sale sign here, garage sale sign here, church rummage sale here, everything. You know, it's, and it's like, I can't do it. I just can't because I know what will happen is I'll go and I'll spend the next three, four hours sourcing garage sales just because I love it. So I think I'm going to go again this coming Saturday. I mean, is there a way you can just add three extra hours to your work week and move some of your FBA to later in the day? There is. It's just, it's my goal right now. I'm at a place where I want to send out shipments every day, like every day. And that, that requires a lot of work. So I have a lot of online arbitrage I got to do. And I got it. There's a lot of retail arbitrage I have to do. I could do it. I could do it. My, my only concern is, so, and I, I thought this through because I knew you were going to ask this question is, you know, with Amazon, we're at a place right now with FBA that you, unless, you know, a lot of competition jumps on or gating happens, which all are real possibilities, you're pretty much guaranteed that money when you source those items, right? You might lose a few bucks here and there, depending on what you source, but it's, you know, I know in three hours I can look at my items, put them in inventory lab. And my profit's not going to be exactly the same because, or it might be more, right? If something sells out and I'm the only, you know, individual on the listing or, you know, it becomes more in demand, whatever it may be. But, you know, I can guarantee that. I can guarantee that profit. If I go garage sales, I can go three, four hours. I may have a major score. Or miss. And even if I have a major score, it, I'm not going to get that money back as fast. Right. Or with Amazon, it's getting to the place right now. It's slowly picking up where... I'm making that money. Like for instance, I shipped out stuff on Tuesday. So I went up to LA and you know, it was so quick, ship quick. I shipped those things out Tuesday by Friday. I was already selling through those items. Mm. That crazy. What's crazy is that they said in order for things to be ready to sell by black Friday, make sure they're in by, I think it was like November 6th or 2nd or something like that. But this three and a half days selling boom, 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 boom. That's crazy. So, so that, that's been my dilemma, but uh, it's different this year. I shared this on Instagram. So remember I talked about the crazy storage fees last year? Uh-huh. So last year, and I remember for October, I ended up paying like 800 something in storage fees. This year, only 100 something. Nice. And, and I like it. And it's not because I'm making less money. I'm actually tracking to make more money this November than I did last November, but it's going to be more profitable because I'm not paying those crazy storage fees. And the other thing is I'm not, I'm not chasing all the hot toys. I'm chasing some still, but I'm there's certain things I have found that are consistent sellers that there's not as much competition. Right. So, and I'm also not just doing toys. I'm not sure what I'm doing, but I'm doing a bunch of I, other items that the, the sales rank. So remember at Christmas, yes, toys is the best thing to flip, but people, you know, I'm not buying Micah Ryan's egg. Do you know what I'm saying? Unless you want one. Do you want a Ryan's egg? You know, it'd be okay. No, <laughs> you you no might interest. be right. No interest. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so I'm, I'm assuming you're probably doing like turkey stuffing. Like that's what you're sending in. <laughs> no, that's any. Now, there's something to be said about seasonal items, but that's for another conversation. But uh, that's not what I'm doing. So, it's been good. I feel, I feel okay. I feel like I'm more in control 
over what I'm doing with Amazon. I felt like last year I, I just, I bought and I did have strategy, but my strategy wasn't as fine tuned as it is this year. So yeah. So I'm excited about that. Uh, the other thing is I'm looking for, you know, I, I talked about, I was looking for more bulk buy opportunities and uh, I have found them. Nice. So now these aren't, I'm going to the thrift store. These aren't, you know, local deals. These are just basically connections I've made with certain institutions. And, you know, anybody has access to these kind of places. It's just, you have to know about them. You have to find them. Like it's, it's, it just, it sounds so, I don't know, exclusive, but it's not exclusive. And it's also kind of vague. It is vague. Well, because I'm you trying to be. keep, I, I gotta be vague. Yeah. You kind of know one of these locations I'm going to, so you know, you watch know, Mike say it, like blurt it out loud. I don't know what but I'm talking about. I'm oh, able. Mean? Yeah, <laughs> that place. Oh. Yes. Okay. But it's allowed me to, you know, only have to source once or twice a week for eBay. Then I drop things off to my helper. I keep some of the light box things, with, you know, to myself so I can list those and and away we go. So. That that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, there's you know there's a bunch of other stuff else happening, but I'll talk about that later on in our reseller topics because I think it applies. Um, but uh, you know I think it'd be good. All right, so what do you got for random stories? So this one's I guess kind of random, and it's kind of a I don't know a, a monumental moment for my reselling career. Monumental. That that's pretty intense. So for the most part, you know, I'm hesitant to tell people I'm a reseller when I'm sourcing. Are you? Yeah. I mean, we I talk about it all the time. Yeah. I don't I don't like particularly hide it, but it's just never like the forefront. And I know that like there's so many opportunities. We you know, this is one of those things where where I know better, right? Like at least from your experience. Now from my experience, I feel anecdotally like I've had a lot of good sales or good purchases, negotiating power, because people just automatically assume that I'm buying this for personal use, right? And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, I want to give this guy a deal because he's buying this toy and it must be for his kid, right? And I never like tell them that, but I, I allow them to believe that because... So anyways, today I was at a garage sale and I'm looking around and I don't see tons. There's lots of just stuff that it would take me a long time to like research. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get out of here. And then I see as I'm leaving... Um, a pair of Harley boots up on a table, right? And I'm like, okay, well, this guy, from what I'm hearing, I'm listening to him give numbers to other people and he keeps saying, I hear this phrase over and over, like, yeah, that's uh, however much money, yeah, because it sells for $100 on eBay all day, right? And I'm like, oh, that's the worst. I'm like, okay, well, this guy is going to be hard to negotiate yeah. with. So anyways, I'm like, what do I have to lose? So I'm like, yeah. Wait, how much you've been you reading up on our book study. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So negotiating. All right. Sorry. So he tells me, uh, he says, okay, so uh, I want 50 for those. Uh, they're like $120 new all day, right? And I'm like, okay. So I actually, right in front of him, pull up, because I don't know anything nice. about Harley boots, right? Because That is next level for Mike. I've never it. seen him do that. Yeah, so, I've always told him to do it, but I haven't seen him do so it. So Harley boots are like a, a, a field I'm not, in, like I don't know enough of to like, are these like the style that are worth a lot? Are these that like, I don't really know. I just know Harley boots are probably worth, they're in good condition. So I, I look them up and I'm trying to find similar ones. I'm like, well, it seems like they're selling for about this price. And so he's like, what are you, what are you seeing? Uh, what do you, what, does it sound good? Like, do you want to buy them? How'd you feel at that moment when he caught you looking on your phone? I automatically in my mind was like, I'm probably not going to get these. So I went into the, into it with like, you know what, what do I have to lose? Right. And so I just said, to be honest, uh, I'm a reseller and 
if I were to pay $50 for it, there's no profit in it for me. Like that's, that's about like what I would be able to make off of it. And he's like, oh, well then I guess they're not for you. And I was like, yep. And I put them down and I started to walk away and he goes, well, I mean like what, what, like what, what would you want to buy them at? And I said, so I walked back and I was like, nice. well, uh, I said, just to be honest, I'd probably, I'm not going to be able to make any money unless I get them for about 20 bucks. And he goes, and, and I know like I should have maybe been a little bit more silent there, but at, at this point, like the ball was in my court. I had to do something. So I said $20 and he's like, oh, how about, oh, how about 25? And so I was like, done. Right. Cause yeah. I knew it was, it was a good deal for these shoes. Once I told him I was a reseller and I was, I paid him the money and about ready to walk away. He's like, what about these? And so he like goes in this box and pulls these things out. And he's like, these are, these are worth a lot of money. And that's actually going to be my bolo. I'll talk about these stuffed animals that I got. He's like, he's like, these are, these are, uh, I know these are worth a lot of money. You should check the, look these up, look these up right now. And he, he's like, oh, and check this out. Look this up too. Like you should get this. And I ended up walking away with like two handfuls worth of stuff from his house. Cause he keeps pulling stuff. He's like, look that up. And some of it was junk, but some of it, he, like he was like, showed me this bobblehead thing. And he's like, you I bet that's worth a lot of money. You should look that up. And I look it up and sure enough, they sell for like 40 bucks. And I'm like, all right, how much for that? And he's like, well, if you had that shirt, no, five bucks for both. And I'm like, okay, done. Right. Like, and so the fact that he knew I was a reseller, he was willing to find the stuff that he felt was valuable and he was willing to make deals with me. So it was nice. Like it was, it was, it was, I feel like time. we need a soundboard with applause. <laughs> like I am so excited for you. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, and, and to be honest, like there's gotta be people out there who are like me or like, I know, like I can say over and over, like, you know, saying you're a reseller, you make connections, it's worth it. But like, this is the first time I actually saw it work for me. And it was the first time I really used it. I mean, I've, I've before told people like, oh no, like I'm a reseller. So I mean, I've done it, but not to like this, to this level. Right. So it was, uh, it was good. It was a good moment. It was, I'm glad it worked out. Um, maybe in the future, another time it won't. And I might leave thinking like, dang, if, if you would have thought I was buying this for my wife, maybe I would have got the deal. You know what I mean? But you never no, know. I guarantee you 90% of the time that will work. Yeah, well, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to try it more often now. Uh, so there we go. I mean, you think about it and, and I know American Pickers is staged. Okay. I know. But how many times have you seen on that show or any other show with they're all staged? Okay. So maybe poor examples. How many times have you seen Orlando go, actually, I resell for a living. I need to make profit on these. There's just not enough profit. And then you don't even say anything. Like, I don't say anything. And the price automatically drops. Mm. Right. And yeah, granted, if we, you replay that, you probably wouldn't have said 20. You would have said, well, what would you be willing to let them But even, go? even that, though, like, I, I feel like he did a good job of ho hooking me okay. back in. Yeah. Like he said, what would, what would you need to buy them for then? And at that point, if I were to say, like, well, what would you get rid of them? For? Like, okay. I, no, I don't no, know if it would have worked there. No, I think it's a very valid point because. What you're doing there is you're establishing a networking connection, right? Because if you're willing to pay what he's asking, maybe if you did lowball him too much at that moment, those he wouldn't other have things those other things wouldn't come into play, right? Because who's gonna want to sell to somebody that's really gonna lowball everything, right? And I've done it before, I've talked to you before and you've seen me, where I'll pay you up on stuff mm. and then a week later somebody will call me and go, Hey, I have more stuff. Yeah. And then you can make better deals. Yep. So that is awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. It worked out for me. Uh, I got a cool Bobo Fett shirt thrown in uh, on top of it. I, for personal? Yeah. I think I'm going to wear it personally. I don't know though. Like I need to get with you and, and see, I don't know how to check like if it's vintage or not. Like 
Okay. It just says Star Wars on the tag. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, this looks old, but like, I don't know if it's old. Well, there's single stitch and then there's, you know. Yeah. So you'll have to teach me okay. that. And then and then maybe we can share some of those tips with our, our listeners later. But okay. it might just be a personal Boba Fett shirt. Maybe I'll wear it in an upcoming podcast. Maybe. It would be awesome. I, I'm so excited for you. Like, that's a... That's hard. I know, because I've always wanted a Boba Fett shirt. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I meant. No, because we get DMs all the time, and people will ask us right on Instagram and say, "Do you like when I show the Insta stories or you show them?" Like mm. they ask, "Like are you is your phone right in front of you when you're recording?" And sure, every single time it's right in front of me. Are you really looking up comps in front of the individual every single time? Right, and so hopefully it's encouraging to many of you. Uh, that you know are scared to share that you're a reseller. I'm telling you, and and those that are way more experienced than us will tell you that sharing your reseller opens a lot more doors than it closes. So. I was at one um uh, one garage sale several months ago here in our neighborhood, and I don't even remember how it came up. Oh, I was looking up something on my phone, and it, that brought the person at the garage sale. Like it, it reminded them, like yeah, somebody came here earlier, and they were like taking pictures and like recording our house. It was so weird, and I was like. And I was just like, yeah, people are weird, man. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That very much could have been me. 100%. Because I think I remember. Yeah. Hey, (laughs) it is what it is. Doing it for the gram. That's right. All right. So what about you? Random story. So mine isn't a random story. Mine's more of a. How can I say it? It's a nostalgic moment. I like that. So, okay. Trip down memory lane. It is. So. You know, I went to Source up in LA and I, I crashed at uh, Sell Quick Ship Quick's house, Hugo and Tiffany. Awesome people. And it was our one year for anniversary. Nice. Right. And, you know, it was important. But this is why. Did you get them something nice for your anniversary? <laughs> no. But we did eat at the same location oh, and took nice. a picture like at the a, same spot. Like an anniversary dinner. Yeah, we that's did. Sweet. We, something like that. But here's the, here's the thing. So it got me thinking about how social media has played such a huge role in our lives in reselling, right? Because I, I, I kind of wrote down and there, and I apologize if I missed somebody who had helped us because we've had so many people help us along this road. I would say the podcast has done more good for us than we've done for others. Is that okay to say? I think that's definitely probably for real. Okay. Right. And not just the podcast, but our presence on Instagram, on Facebook, on, on even TikTok. I mean, everywhere, right? So I was going down memory lane. And I wrote down like a lot of the ways that people had helped because, you know, as I'm sitting there with you and Tiffany, we were talking about the first time how it was super awkward, how we only we were only internet friends and then we get to know people. And it was interesting because at first, you know, we went, I, I met them at a restaurant, we ate, and then I said, all right, well, I'll catch you guys later. And they're like, well, what are you doing later? I'm like, uh, I'm going to go sourcing. They're like, can we all go sourcing? And then we just sourced. And my biggest concern was we were going to go sourcing and we're all looking for the same items. Mm-hmm. Well, we went to a few Marshalls and some other stores and we totally were sourcing different items, right? And so I learned a lot from them. They learned a lot from me. And then I remember going to their place and learning about their inventory system, learning how they cross post. I mean, it was one of those things where it's like th- them, you know, <laughs> having me over so benefit benefited me. I think it benefited me more than benefited them. Yeah, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. When you first told me, you were like, yeah, I'm staying at these people's house that I met on Instagram. And I was like, oh, my gosh. 
That is the weirdest. Sorry, Hugo and Tiffany. <laughs> yeah, but- and then yeah, and then and then and then I met them, and and yeah, you do meet really. But great wasn't friends. it? We- it is weird. It is weird because I think I'm kind of antiquated in my idea. But you know, meeting some people on it's like kind of people you know sometimes go, you should do internet dating and all this. I'm like that's kind of weird. But no, actually, it isn't. You know, the people I've met that have been married through some internet site. Yeah, I mean, uh, my. My sister-in-law introduced me to my wife uh, via Facebook. Like she, like, really, yeah. So like, uh, she had been telling me about her sister, my wife, for months and months and months. And I'm like, all right, any day now you can. And we lived like a couple hours away, so and nothing ever happened from it. And then finally, we were introduced on Facebook, and we talked on Facebook for several days. And then we started talking on the phone, and now we're happily married. So that's where it's a thing. That's a thing. So. You know, you know, I was talking to, with Hugo and Tiffany this last go around when we're at their place. And we're like, think about how crazy this is, like how different our lives are, how we're actually better resellers now than we were a year ago. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because we're talking about Amazon and I was, I was sharing with them a lot of the stuff I shared with them last year. I want to share with them again. Right. And they know that because they've learned a lot themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And so and they've showed me things how to do better on eBay and how to do better on other platforms. And I've showed them some things and, and we're all learning. And so I, you know, I wrote down so many things I think about Craigslist Center. One of the biggest takeaways from Craigslist Center and I didn't meet him in real life, but you know, I never connected with Craigslist Center until we had the interview mm-hmm. and he had talked about researching new niches. Mm-hmm. And I walked away from that. And since then I've picked up knives that I've sold. I've picked up stereo equipment that I've sold that I never would have attempted to research. Right. Because my tried and true was working. Clothing was working, you know, hats, whatever you name it, you know, video game stuff. But there's so much other profits. And had it not been for the push from Craigslist Center, I don't know if I would have gone down that direction. I think about College Picker. All right. This is all right, memory lane, right? College Pirate Ship. Right. It's because of College Picker pushing pirate ship that we shared it on our podcast. And then we and other people caught on. And pirate ship is now like a known entity at least in the social media sphere, right? <clears throat> and those of you that just listen to the podcast, maybe the podcast is the only time you've heard of certain things. But it's not because we are the holders of knowledge. It's because we're on social media. We just distribute it. We distribute it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> other, other people bring it in and we just kind of yeah, like... Yeah, we funnel what's like. good and we share what's good, right? But, you know, I remember years ago, the only way I gained extra knowledge was watching YouTube, right? But even YouTube... There's only so much that can be shared because you only have so much time to watch and listen. Yep. Where on Instagram, it's, inst- it's instant. For, in- for example, I made a TikTok with Hugo and Tiffany about how to use custom SKU label. You know how long that TikTok is? 10 seconds. Nice. So in 10 seconds, we're able to teach people how to do a custom SKU label on social media. 10 seconds. Some, it took you longer than 10 seconds to explain that you could do that in 10 seconds. Correct. That's crazy. And there are some YouTube videos that spend more than 10 minutes teaching how to do a custom SKU label. We did it in in fraction, fraction, little fraction of a time. Yeah. And I, I don't mean to derail you here, but I think I think that's kind of interesting too, just how all the different forms of new media take different approaches. So mm-hmm. you look at YouTube, which is kind of like things are around 10 to 20 minutes. You look at for ads, yeah. You look at yeah. You look at Instagram and TikToks, and things are a minute or less, sometimes fifteen seconds, right? Then you look at our podcast, and and a lot of you know 
the kind of common format of podcasts today are, are more long form where we're just talking, we're discussing, it happens. So we've had some people make comments in you know, our reviews of like, you should shorten this down to 15 minutes. And it's like, yeah, but we don't want to just like, here's bullet point, like here's a quick news brief and then we're done. Like the whole point of this is the long form discussion. And then well, we're here to share our experience, that. Yeah. our journey. That's the key thing. Yep. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, we're willing to, you know, drop knowledge and share. And I, I hate using the word teach because it sounds like we're gurus, but we can, t- we can teach a few things here and there. Yeah. If you have questions, go ahead and raise your hand. <laughs> see us after class. But, but that's why I think it's longer, right? Could we condense all our information to little 15 second snippets? Sure. But we got to, we like telling the story behind them. So, so pirate ship, I would have never had moved on from my inkjet to a laser if it wasn't for Eric. Because a college picker. Even though, even though uh, Mike has been saying, get a thermal Correct. over and over and over. Correct. Correct. But CP, a college picker. CP shipped a laser printer around this time last year to me. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I guess, I guess things would have been different if I would have just gave you a thermal printer. Probably. <laughs> I probably would have been Rolo like from day one. But yes, you're right. So, and then I think about Latin pickers. Latin pickers convinced me about inventory lab and getting a scanner because been to the point where I was old school Amazon. Now it's definitely level up my game. I think about so quick, ship quick and the inventory management. It made me level up my inventory management and, and I, the list could go on and on. And I apologize if I've forgotten anyone, you know who you are. Thank you to all of you. But it's one of those things that I shared this in the post on Instagram that if you're on social media, create a presence, put a picture, of your face to your social media so people know who you are, so people are comfortable. DM other resellers, comment other resellers, comment on our YouTube, right? Don't hide Preach. behind an avatar. Like, show us your face. Let us know who you are. Let us know what you're about. So then we can engage as a community and we can learn and we can grow and become better sellers. Man, if you're not watching YouTube, you, you should have just seen the passion and enthusiasm. Rolando believes this, man. There is no doubt that like <laughs> what he's no talking doubt. about right now, like from the bottom of his heart, he believes it's going to affect and change your life. So 100%, 100%. And that is my random story. <laughs> we'll leave that there. That's very random. All right. So, hey, before we move on, if you hadn't had a chance, we just talked about all the social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok as Puroso Podcast. We are on Twitter as Puroso Cast. You can always give us a call if you like on the phone, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. You can always leave us an uh, email. And we're working on getting back to emails. We've been kind of backlogged. We've been getting a lot of emails, yeah. which is a good thing. So we are podcast at gmail.com. That's podcast at gmail.com. If you're listening to the podcast and you haven't seen our mugs or you want to see, I guess what Mike said, the passion of why you should be a social media presence, jump on over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that like and the notifications. And also, if you ever want to say thank you in a monetary way, we do have a PayPal link at the bottom and we are so great. It's crazy when we get the random twenty dollars or even the dollar it's like whoa yeah. like i hope we really help that person out right yeah i feel like we should have some like some like inspiring music playing and be like for the cost of one cup of coffee no we've month, already said no we're not no we're not doing that no 
like <laughs> Michelle McLaughlin or whatever. No, no, because uh, no, that's, a, that's, of an angel that's a better cause than Purisal Podcast, okay? We're not a cause. We're just a podcast that tries to bring value. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we're a cause, man. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, we, all right. Moving we'll on from that, there's another. Oh, you want to talk about the reviews? Yeah. Uh, all of the things we talked about are really important. Being on social media, uh, liking, commenting on our, our, our YouTube helps a lot. Um, honestly, though, as a podcast, our primary focus is on podcasting. And so uh, the number one way, like we all know how algorithms work on eBay. We understand that like it's- There's algorithms? Part. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Just checking. All right. <laughs> um, but when it comes to podcasts, like the Goliath in the room, the the, the main thing is iTunes, right? Like they, iTunes is the dominant- you know, system and the way it works is the more reviews in iTunes, the higher we are in search, the more likely people are going to find us just organically. And so um, please continue to share on, on Instagram or on social media that, that you listen to our show. We appreciate that. But if you could just leave us a review, like just take a couple of seconds, it would mean the world to us. We read them all. And it, it is honestly the main reason why we keep doing what we're doing is is your feedback and input and your encouragement. So thank you so much. If you don't want to take the time to like actually type something, just give the stars like that, like that helps so much. I can't even explain. Like it really changes the amount of reach that we have. So we appreciate it. Yeah. And thank you to those of you in the comments that let us know, right. That was, that was pretty awesome. So really appreciate and really appreciate you that engage us on the YouTube comments. I wish on the podcast side, I mean, for the most part, not all the comments, but pretty much all the comments, we really appreciate the engagement and the encouragement and support. So thank you so much. And now it's time for our current topics. Yeah, reselling. reselling to, no, not reselling. <laughs> There's no news. So we're just sharing. We're distributing, distributing the information. Wouldn't that be news? What's the difference between um, vocalizing current topics and news? Um, How would you differentiate those two? We're bringing value, not just information. Okay, so it's a, uh, it's like a. Why are we philosophizing this, Mike? Do we need to philosophize right now? Yeah, always. <laughs> always. Okay. All right. Hey, so did you hear about Nike and Amazon splitting up? Oh, I didn't hear that. Was it a bad breakup or? <laughs> so, so this was all over. I didn't know they were together. So, okay. So let me explain what that means. And, and again, you have to understand a lot of the reselling topics we talk about have been out for a while. So a lot of you that, you know, are on social, you know about this because it's been all over social. If you're not on social, Maybe you read about this in a newspaper. I think those still were, they're still around. Okay. I think they call them current event. Current uh, events? Current topic papers now. Current topic papers. Okay, there you go. All right. So, but basically, so Nike a few years ago had said that they were going to, you know, sell, you know, directly to Amazon and Amazon was going to sell, right? So Nike was going to use Amazon to sell their goods, right? Well, Nike will no longer use Amazon to sell their goods. They're going to instead sell on their own site. Does that make sense? So instead of having another channel, their only channel, if you want Nike shoes, is going to be Nike. That seems like a mistake to me. Okay, well, well, let me just share if we have all our own thoughts. Now, the other part of it is I was concerned about this, you know, because I'm a third-party seller and I, I make a lot of money on Nike. Now, I'm not saying that Nike is a holy grail of Amazon FBA, right? Because one of the DMs I get a lot is, oh, you're ungated in Nike. You're so lucky. I can't wait. You know what I do to get there. And I will tell you, there's two things I want to share. 
One, being an Angeli and Nike, as far as I understand it, as far as what I know from other experienced FBA sellers is that there is no magic trick or, you know, gate that you, gating that you can buy. It's basically good seller metrics over time. And Amazon just says, okay, you can sell it. Right. But I don't know. Some, some of you might argue against that. The other thing is that Nike is very uber competitive, super competitive. And so you may be better off selling another brand just because the competition is high and you may get better profit from another one. So I'm just throwing that out there. Now, I do make a lot of Nike, but that's because I have access to different Nike merchandise that not everyone has access to. Right. So I know another vague comment, but anyways, it is what it is. Okay. So the, the part I was concerned was like, okay, what about third party sellers? Is, is Nike going to do what Apple did a few years ago? So what Apple did a few years ago said, no one can sell Apple products. Not only did they leave, but they said no one can sell Apple products. Right. Well, Nike isn't saying that Nike is just saying, we're not going to sell through Amazon. We're just going to sell on our own platform. But it, there's no reference to third-party sellers. So some people argue that this is a benefit to third-party sellers, right? Some people are concerned that this may lead to Nike gating more Nike sellers on Amazon. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's a weird... I feel like there's too many things to try and consider. There's so many sides to the story. I think... To me, it's a mistake on Nike's part because I would imagine that more people are going to be shopping on on Amazon. You're probably going to lose a lot of customers just because they don't want to sign up for it. Because I'm sure anytime you buy something on an account, you have to like sign up for a, an account, put in your email address, make a username and a password. Otherwise, you have to purchase a guest. Like that's annoying. People don't like to do that. So Amazon is, is such a, a, a go to place for people. So it seems like they're going to lose some customers there. But the customers they have, they're going to own the data on and they're going to be able to market to better. So maybe it's worth the, you know, that loss of a few customers. I think, though, when it comes to gating third party sellers, I can see why it's a benefit to just completely cut off all third party sellers because then, you know, you have the monopoly on your product, right? Which makes sense. But then the other thing is, if you cut off third party sellers, third party sellers might be a big customer for you, right? Like they're buying stuff at your outlets. They're buying stuff when it first drops and raising the prices up on things. And if nobody can sell items third party, then those things might just end up sitting in outlets, right? 100%. And I, I don't think it's going in that direction at all. I, I, there's been other YouTubers that have chimed in on this and their arguments are that this is a very big benefit uh, to third party sellers. And I see it because... Now, well, actually, I see both sides because there was an article that said, well, now it's going to be really hard for Amazon to control counterfeits because no longer is there anything coming directly from Nike. It's coming in instead from third-party sellers. And so, you know, make sure you keep your receipts and, and so on. But the other, and some of you may argue that, you know, when Amazon wants to verify purchases that, you know, receipts from stores do, don't work. But I have had some sellers that have used receipts and it has counted. But I'd be super careful because I remember when I tried to sell international, they didn't care for that. They wanted distribution. They actually didn't like that. I was doing retail arbitrage, which is really weird because it's like, you know how Amazon does it. You can't sell that wink, wink. 
right? And so it's kind of like, you know, on eBay, sometimes you find things that are sold and it's not allowed, but somehow it makes it, right? Now, that's a little different than Amazon. Amazon, you know, they'll drop the hammer when they want to. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Speaking of which, uh, I mean, I don't want to give away anybody's specific niche, but like just to give you an example on that, there's a, and I'll be very vague here because I don't want to ruin somebody's niche or get eBay and whatever, but there are certain, whether it's software or audio or things like that, that can be easily duplicated um, and distributed that way. And there are things that I want to purchase. And sometimes it's so inexpensive on eBay for what turns out to be basically just a pirated version. Like Mm -hmm. somebody has, whether it's software or music or some form of audio books or whatever that you can get for basically pennies on the dollar. Mm -hmm. And you would think like, okay, but can I trust this seller? You know, like would I be willing to buy it? And then you see that like the volume that they're selling these things in and getting great reviews from people. And it's like, how is this even possible? Like, how do they get away with that? Some don't. I mean, I know of a big seller that had to move platforms Mm. because they were selling a modification of a certain item and then eBay said no more. Hmm. Now, they're doing really well on another platform, but yeah, I I don't know how that happens, right? Crazy. It is crazy, but don't know. Don't know what this means. But, you know, one, it could benefit because in the end, now you have an opening, right? You have a supplier that no longer supplying a certain item. So that might mean there's more room for more sellers, right? Or for sellers to bring in more inventory, right? The other thing is maybe when Amazon runs out of stock on a certain item, they're going to ungate more sellers, right? Which might provide more opportunity. So we don't know where this is going to land. I don't know. I did read some that Nike makes 30% of its sales from their website. So I don't know. But, you know, personally, when I, I buy my son the same pair of Timberland sandals every year. And where do I go for those? I go to Amazon. Yeah. There's honestly like things that I like, whether it's like a certain game or a certain whatever that I buy components to. And a lot of times you can only get certain really niche things from that website. And that like drives me nuts because it's like, I'd rather just buy it on Amazon, right? Like, and if sometimes if there's like a game I'm looking at and I have to buy it directly from the manufacturer from their website and I can't just get it on Amazon, I don't get it. But if it would have been on Amazon, I'd have been like, oh, I'm going to buy this, right? Prime, boom, put it in the cart. I'm going to get it. So I can imagine that companies lose a lot of money. But then again, like there's that cost benefit analysis when you basically own the information for that customer. They have a login to your account. They're getting emails. Like there's there's some that I've been a sucker and I'm like, fine, I'm going to sign up for an account. And I get their their weekly emails with like sales and stuff. And it's like, oh man, I guess I should log back in. I already have an account. Just click the link. I'm already logged in. Ooh, here's the sell. Like, so when they, when they can do that, it, it might be worth it to them to lose some sales in order to have more influence on the customers that they do have. So I could see why separating from Amazon could be a good thing in that way if more people are like, I've got to go to Nike and now you're getting actual emails from Nike and they're not having to pay all of the fees from Amazon. You know, maybe it's worth losing some customers. And that's, I'm just thinking about it from there and I'm not even thinking about it from the reseller end because uh, the chances of me being unlocked in Nike anytime soon is very unlikely so. Who knows though, maybe now with the changes, you'll maybe. be the Nike guru. 
Uh, if you guys want, have, if you have any questions on uh, Nike FBA, uh, go ahead and uh, email Mike at Pierce Podcast, um, and <laughs> I will tell you absolutely nothing. Okay. All right. So moving on to the next, we'll see what happens. Next topic. So this is a story I dropped the ball on. So I had posted this on Instagram. I'm t- taking a look at the date. I posted this back on October 22nd, right? But so do you know, you know what the inspector general does at the post office? No. I'm just asking you some civic questions. I don't. No, they audit, they investigate. Is it worth it? How are processes of working? Are things? So their latest one, now I don't know what's going on, but their latest one was, does the USPS, does USPS's expedited packaging supplies program effectively increase revenues and manage costs. Mm. So that what could be scary. So what they're yeah. So what they're asking is, and again, this is, you know, two, three weeks old, but I think it's important to share. And this is why. So they asked, what do you think? Do you think the postal service effectively recoups all costs for its free expedited packaging supplies and the price it charges for priority mail express and priority mail? Are there opportunities to reduce costs for expedited packaging supplies? For example, storage costs, shipping costs, etc. Are you aware of supplies being used? This is a killer one for things other than intended purposes. Mm. How can the postal service ensure free box and envelopes are used by customers appropriately? The last one is, are there industry best practices that the postal service could adopt for managing costs of complimentary expedited packaging supplies? Now, the reason I share this is because I posted this on Instagram and I posted on our stories and I said, comment, 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 because they, they asked the question and they want people to chime in. So a lot of people did. A lot of eBay sellers were on there. And then there were some, some people were like messaging me like, there's some snitches on here, right? Because oh man, because people were like, yeah, you know, I've seen people abuse priority mailboxes and turn them inside out to ship items. I've never done that, but I've seen it happen, right? I don't think it's right. And so to me, this is a big story. Now, we'll put the link below. What I noticed is the link has been crashing lately. So I don't know if the post office has done away with it or there's been so many people just trying to get on. I don't know. Yeah. Flood them. Flood them with please keep it and make it cheaper. <laughs> Can you get cheaper than free? Make that make make the, the shipping cheaper. The the shipping's free. No, the shipping's not free. Oh, the, the shipping. shipping. Oh, no. But the shipping of supplies is free. The supplies are free. But make the continue with the free supplies and make the shipping cheap. Anyways, it's a big deal. Uh, to me, uh, how many things do you think you send you? You think you use the supplies for to ship? Um, I mean, I don't know percentage wise enough that it's it would be significant to lose it for sure. I mean, I'm I don't use it as much as you do, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a, I think it's about eighty percent of my stuff goes priority. Wow, right? Padded flat rate envelopes, medium flat rate box, large flat rate box, over and over and over and over again. So, just you know. We'll put the link. If you get a chance to comment, comment. If the link is broken, we're sorry. There's nothing we can do about it. I just noticed that it's been been on the fritz lately. And maybe there's a conspiracy. Maybe they heard things that you didn't want to hear and they just said, nope, not anymore. But, uh, you know, those priority mail tools, I mean, the tape, you know, we talked about you can get free tape. Like, that's a huge money saver. So, anyways, I thought I'd bring it up. I thought I'd share. I mean, do do you see there being any positive of getting rid of free priority supplies? Positive for us? No. Um, I don't even think there'd be... I mean, they they probably are eating a lot of the cost on that. Um, Anytime somebody obviously ships 
using the supplies, they're making their money back. Some of those are just going to be sunk costs, right? They're losing product that, you know, I, I, if you pick up a stack of boxes and then never end up shipping, then, you know, that's they've paid for that. And now it's just sitting in a room or if they get used for some other purpose. But I also think that people undervalue marketing, right? Like especially now that you've got UPS, uh, you've got FedEx, you've got Amazon Prime services, like you got all DHL. Yeah, DHL. There's all these, yeah, well. So there's <laughs> all, there's there. all of these other services. And so even like thinking about eBay, right? Because they made a comment like eBay is going to have their their straight from factory to customer or storage to customer or whatever. Oh, they the managed delivery? Yeah, the managed delivery. And they like talked, Amazon Prime, but for eBay. Yeah, and they talked about how like how great will it be when there, there's eBay boxes because they talked about how many millions of eBay packages are sent every month. And, and if people saw eBay boxes, not just random boxes on people's porches and i'm thinking yeah so why like i think like we got a lot of ebay tape at ebay open mm-hmm. that's that's marketing for ebay like when boxes are going in the mail and there's ebay all over it that's basically like their logo is just being out there so those supplies should be cheaper for us and i think the same thing for um for the post office like yeah when they have the monopoly it's not so important to to advertise but if if people are seeing more and more boxes or or usps People are going to, if they're doing a one-off shipment, they're going to be like, oh yeah, I always see these boxes. I'm going to use that, right? So there is an element of marketing for the post office that you got to kind of figure into their price when they're thinking about what does it actually cost us? Yeah, And it may cost some seller to say, if we don't get those free supplies, I might ship to another service, which would be very costly for the post office. So Inspector General, if you're listening, PHP wants to continue the free yeah, priority mail for all that's packages. worth. <laughs> for all that's worth. If you're listening. So, all right. So now, you know, talking about shipping, I thought this was interesting. And I think it's going to be an interesting Q4. So remember we talked about a few weeks ago how Amazon doing one-day shipping is going to cause everybody to innovate? Mm-hmm. Well, now it's happening because Target is doing same-day shipping. I like it. Same-day so, and it's on the app. Here's what's crazy. So I, I tested it the other day. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't get anything shipped to me, but uh, you know, real quick before I do that, do you know about Target Circle? So if you're doing retail arbitrage, Target Circle is a big deal. I don't think so. Okay. So you got to get Target Circle. It's on the Target app and it gives you money hmm. for the expenses that you use within the Target Circle. And you have up to one year to use it. So right now, I have about $5.54. Ooh, bala bala. But hey, you're going to be spending the money anyway. I mean, you got Ebates too. I mean, it's Rakuten, but you got all this other stuff anyways. It's worth it. Is that how you say that? I think so. I'm just joking. You know how those are all the commercials, like how to say. Oh, really? Yeah, I've seen that. You're right, you're right. Yeah. So you have that, right? So anyways, that's a side note. That's a side PHP tip. Yeah exclusive you it's, won't hear that anywhere no, else you know, you've heard it everywhere. we got it from social media all right now the same day shipping you know i actually was wondering like huh is this for real so you know i looked up an item and it was kind of crazy because i'm looking at this and it's telling me same day tomorrow now this this item right here this is telling me this and it's still in la but when i looked up another item it was telling me we can get this item to you by tomorrow, let me look at it right real quick. That's called next day shipping. No, same day delivery, available as nine as soon as nine a.m. tomorrow. That's so, not same day. Yeah, but right now when we're recording, it's night. They're not going to deliver it. I mean, it's 
What time? It's 1040 in the okay, evening. So, but the, I, I guess that would be the question. What's the cutoff? Like, I wonder what time you have to buy it. In order no, to I've it had it day. where in the morning I'm shopping uh -huh. and I'll say, we'll get it to you by 4 p.m. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty wild. So anyways, I bring this up because it just it just means you got to be more selective as far as FBA goes, right? Because if you're picking up items that Target has and Amazon has and somebody wants it right away, Target may beat out Amazon. Yeah. But Amazon has some same day stuff too. They do, but it's usually like grocery stuff, right? I mean, yeah, there is the grocery, but there I, there's been plenty of items that I've seen that are same day. That's just that's just intense. I mean, it's not all of Target's items, right? Yeah. But some of these items were toys that I was going to pick up for FBA. So I look at this and go, okay, if, if FBA is on the listing, right, and Target's offering same day, this may not be worth it. Now, it's a great resource if you're trying to do online arbitrage and trying to get shipments out, right? You order it, you get it all to your house that day, you're ready to go. It's true. Right? So... Anyways, you don't even have to leave your house and you can be sourcing for your, your FBA. You, no, and a lot of people do that. Online arbitrage is a big deal. I wonder if I could deliver this. Okay, so this is, the, yeah, it'll deliver right to my place. And it's free for four weeks. Target, thanks for sponsoring us in advance. Really appreciate that. Yeah, so, right. So, <laughs> when they, Speaking when, of which, we should do some more filming in Target. That's always awkward. We need to. Hey, by the way, Talking about filming, <laughs> I haven't even told Mike this. We got to do little clips for our upcoming conspiracy episode. Dun, dun, dun. So if you have any ideas, you like, we have some good ideas. We actually have an, an anonymous source from inside the walls of eBay that's going to share some We We have an eBay conspiracy. whistleblower who is going to um, give us some of the inside scoop. So, so anyway, so we're, we're willing to talk all the way from algorithms to... Devin Wenig is why there's Glitchgate to all kinds of... I shouldn't have said that, the former CEO. It wasn't him. It's conspiracy. Jokes. Okay? Jokes. Just joking. Just joking. Just joking. Just joking. But anyways, all kinds I of... Kid, I kid. I kid. I kid. So all kinds of conspiracies are have been sent our way. So if you have any, DM us on Instagram or shoot us an email or put in the comments below. We definitely want to discuss those because that's coming up pretty soon. Yeah. And some cool videos, I think, are going to come up pretty soon. Illuminati confirmed. Illuminati confirmed. All right. So anyways, all right. So next, these are more practical things I wanted to share. Good. Okay. I like practical. <laughs> well, everything we Give talk about is practical. It all brings value. I hope. Kind of. Maybe. Okay. So <laughs> I mess up. Wait, is that, that never happens in this podcast. Yeah. Um, that never happens, but it's very practical. Um, so guys, you can take that. For what it's worth, Orlando messed up. <laughs> All right. So I shared this on Instagram. So what I noticed, I sold a pair of docs. And I took a low offer just because I was trying to trigger the algorithm. Uh -huh. And I sold them for 30 plus shipping. But then my final value fee came out of my shipping. My final value fee came out of the purchase. And then my promoted rate came out. Mm. So... I had a lot of items that I had at least a percentage above the trending rate. I think these were at like 10%. Hmm. And then there was, I don't know, there was another fee. I forget. There's just <laughs> multiple fees. When it was all said and done with eBay taking their money and with, you know, the promoted listings taking out their money and everything, I was like, and, and the, my cost of goods, 
Maybe made eight to twelve bucks. That's pretty good. I lost thirty dollars on a shipment yesterday. <laughs> All right, but but why was that? It shipped to Alaska, and I didn't have it set to charge more. Oh. I just did like a fixed rate. Oh, really? You didn't do calculated listing uh, no. shipping? Oh, yeah, we do a lot of fixed, uh, fixed or free. I mean, if you do free shipping and you get something Puerto Rico, man. Oh no, no, you're it's bad. It's really bad. It's really, it's really bad. I've been there, so be careful about that. That's why I'm a big fan of flat rate. Because flat rate to Alaska or Puerto Rico doesn't matter. But it was a big item, so it was not going in a flat rate box. No, I get it. I get it. Yep, been there. So, okay. So I go, this is crazy. So I started looking at my stuff, right? And, you know, I have pretty much everything on promoted listings because I, I do believe in promoted listings, but I've noticed one thing too, is that, you know, you had talked about a couple, the last update episode, how it seems that more things are going through promoted listings. Right. And I had shared with you, well, that makes sense. If eBay says only one listing is going to show up, right? That it's going to, if you do promoted listings, it's going to be the promoted listings and eBay is going to get a bigger chunk of your, your, you know, your stuff. And I said it was totally right because if they're a business, why wouldn't they do that? Right. And so I started looking and I expect, so I, I did my end of the week tally and I had noticed that I was about $200 short of what I thought I had. And I looked and it was all promotional fees. And some of these were promotional fees on things I didn't need to have higher percentages on because they're a unique item or there's only so many sellers. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm done with this. So I knocked every promotional rate to 2% across the board, all 1,800 whatever items. eBay died. And I knew that was going to happen. I don't know why I did that. So some of you are wondering why. So a lot of you, you know, may disagree, but there's a lot of ex more experienced sellers than I than me out there, and they will say the same thing. And actually, companies like Data Mind that help uh, eBay sellers um, end listings and do sell similar, right, to refresh items. So whenever you do any major shifts within your eBay store it takes a long time to recover. Now you're saying any shift. Now I can understand when you're, if you're moving all of your promoted listing percentages down that for eBay, that's a big hit. Like they would, you know, quote unquote, like almost punish you for that. Right. Like, please don't do that. Like we want your money. But like, what if it's another type of big change? Like, yeah, what if so you moved it all up or what if you changed all of your handling time from three days down to one day? Like, is that also going to negatively affect you in the algorithm? No, because that's that's a positive. Okay, so specific, like what what would be negative to eBay? Maybe, maybe. So I'll just throw out. So I put I shared this on Instagram and had remember the whole promoted listings gate, right? And people are like, we're ending promoted listings, right? Well, and I could be wrong. And if it worked for you, you know, I I know some people said that they ended promoted listings and they saw instant sales. Well, some other people said, you know, Orlando, during that time, I actually. <laughs> I actually ended all my promoted listings. And I'm like, ooh, like that doesn't sound good, right? We had warned against that. We had said, you know, any major shifts. And actually, MK Frog Treasures, shouting you out there, he said, I ended all my promoted listings in August and had a total of 16 sales for the next three weeks. 16. I usually have four to seven a day. That hurt, right? Somebody else had told me, I mean, part of the question is, is that algorithm or is that the fact that you just 
all of the things that would have been selling promoted listing now aren't promoted, so they're not going to sell. Like how much of it is the algorithm? No, that's what I'm saying. We don't know. Yeah. But what, what what I do know is, okay, let me give you one more example. Somebody else had messaged me and said they decided to remove all best offers on all their listings and it was crickets for days. So I know for me, that week, things were hot. Like I was selling all kinds of stuff every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. That morning, the moment I did that, done. Crickets for like the next two days. Crickets, right? And other sellers had shared with me that this that it's recommended that you only do major shifts of about in batches, like twenty five items at a time. That you don't do everything because, and I don't know the whole technical side, but like it, it, some items end up getting kicked off, so they're no longer in the search because you did such a big move that it has to repopulate later on. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes it. I, I- I mean, I'm not discrediting it. That's probably how it works. I'm not sure. Um, I just wonder, though, like how much of it, too, though, is okay. So if if eBay is going to favor a page or store where everything is promoted at 5%, let's just say, over a store where everything is promoted at 2%, if you make the shift from 5 to 2% in very, very teeny batches, let's say you do 10% or 10 items over the next mm-hmm. year, each week you do 10 items, Eventually, you're going to get to a place where your entire store is there and eBay is probably still going to favor the 5% store. So I'm not sure if like doing it faster or slower would make a difference if in the long run, you're getting the exact same outcome, right? But I, I could be wrong. It could just be the the quantity of change that's happening as opposed to just the fact that your store now looks different, no matter whether you did it instantaneously or it took two months to get there. Like you're, you're still like, if they're going to favor a store, it's going to be the one that has higher percentage. You know, we have a great guest coming up this Sunday. So maybe we'll ask her. Let's ask her. She knows her stuff. So we'll see. We'll see if she wants to answer. She might be political about it. But I mean, I, I'm looking at all the comments and I had a bunch of other people say, yeah, I ended up promoting listings and sales were at half staff all weekend and couldn't figure out. So I remember they pulled promoted listings, right? Somebody else said, uh, let's see here. They experienced a burst of sales and then nothing happened after they they changed a bunch of items. And actually, um, I think Hustle at Home Mom had said the same thing too, that she at one point had changed everything. Oh, there she goes. She says, any huge shift reduces my sales. So, and I, I think uh, Posh Hanger had said, I mean, multiple people that I respect in the community have said this. So anyways, just be aware. Hey, to me, it it doesn't make sense in the sense that it is 2019, like things should be able to fix themselves. But at the same time, we also know that we're in this world of glitch gate right now. So anything's possible. Or it could have just been a weekend that nobody wanted my stuff. Don't know. Right. All right. So be aware of drastic changes. Okay. The other one that may be affecting you, which I think is important, is item specifics has finally defeated me. <laughs> Mike. Mike is like, what are you talking about? So this is what happened. I, I was traveling, right? So as part of my traveling, I changed my handling time from one day to three business days. So then when I got back, I tried to change it. I couldn't change them. Why? Because the moment I tried to change them, red flags all over the place. You're missing this. You're missing item specifics. You're missing item specifics. You're missing item specifics. 
So I couldn't change any of my handling time. Ouch. That's that's terrible. Okay. Th- that's really bad. And it doesn't just end there. Remember, I'm a top rated seller. So if I don't have one business day shipping consistently, I lose my top rated seller mm-hmm. status, right? So I'm like, this is bad, right? So I had talked to somebody else and somebody said they went in there and they fixed all their listings. I'm not doing that. I ain't got time for that. I guess it's Amazon FBA season. Like, no. And even if it wasn't, I pay a platform, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, I, I even thought about having my helper, my helper, by the way, Mike, go in and fix them all. But I'm like, no, because then I'm paying. Like, so I called eBay. And, you know, I got concierge. We talked about concierge. And here's what's awesome. So two things here. Number one, I applied the, uh, you know, we learned, and as this was before we did the level up review, but, you know, Chris Voss in our latest level up review, Never Split the Difference, talks about when you're positive in your engagement, even when you're smiling on the phone, people are more likely to collaborate or to work with you. So it was really nice. You know, this guy, John, answered the phone. I said, hey, listen, you know, How's it going? Hard things. I'm sure things are pretty rough. I mean, think about these guys, these guys and gals that are answering the phone right now. I would not want to be one of these people. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I was pretty upset, but I, you know, I empathize. I said, man, it must be rough. You must get several phone calls a day. You probably can't resolve some things. So here's another one. So I shared with him that I can't change my you know, handling time because it wants all these items specifics, but I don't have time to do this. So he said, hey, let me see if I can do some things. And I've heard of other people that they could use a CSV and upload it on the back end and it can fix things. So I think he tried doing that and it didn't work. So I'm like, oh, this is, uh, this is not good. So instead of saying, I'm sorry, you're out of luck, he goes, you know what, Orlando, can you give me a few hours? Let me get back to you. Again, this is concierge, okay? So maybe this won't be the same if you called the line. So... He tells me, I'll call you at 11.30. So it's around 11.20. Get a call. He goes, you know, Orlando, I was able to fix about 1,600 of your listings for you. He didn't tell me. Now, there's a part of me that believes he went in there individually and fixed them for me. I mean, I want to believe the good. <laughs> well, right? Don't know if that's what happened. But he fixed 1,600 of my listings. And then the other 200 I couldn't fix. And this is what you got to be careful of, too, with handling time. If you have offers out there or... People have sent you offers. You can't do anything. So right now, I'm not doing any send offers until all those expire. And then I'll be able to fix the other 200. And all my handling time will be one day. So John from eBay at Concierge was able to fix uh, 1,600 of my items from three-day handling to one-day handling. Nice. I thought that was pretty awesome. But be aware, if you're still with this glitch game, I I don't know when things are going to get fixed. Here's the other thing I want to talk about. Two things. Two more things and I'll be done, Mike. One is, I talked about how awesome the eBay community was. So I be flipping daily. Kenneth, I don't know if we've talked about him before. You know, he had heard my Instagram story and he messaged me. He goes, I think I got a solution. Gave me his phone number. How weird is it? Boom. Called him right there on the spot. Like, if you're not on social media, understand there's people wanting to help. So I called and he offered a solution. Unfortunately, the glitch was too overpowering. But his solution made sense. So I appreciate Kenneth. I appreciate Ivy Flipping Daily on Instagram. Thank you for your help. Had there not been Glitchgate, his solution would have definitely have worked. Okay. Okay. So the other thing I wanted to share is, so what I'm recognizing is with my closing items, 
I'm only, I've only sold for the most part. I've sold a couple of things that are older, but most of my new stuff is stuff that I listed after Glitchade started. Have you noticed that at all? Um, say it again one more time. So the stuff that you're selling is stuff you've listed after? After the glitches started happening. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like my sales are pretty split evenly of, of, of new stuff, old stuff. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's affected me that much, um, but I'm kind of glad. So my wife went away on a trip uh, for a week and we were going to adjust the handling time, but we didn't. We we just kept it the same one day business, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I was like rushing. I'd get off work and I'd have to hurry up, get to the office, pack stuff, get it to the UPS on time. Um, so it was kind of intense. And we we're like, man, we should have changed it to like two or three days. But now I'm glad we didn't because if we would have had that same issue, that sounds terrible with the... That- <laughs> It was pretty bad. Yeah. So, bad. but anyways, I just want you guys to be aware. And, you know, eBay for a long time has said, don't fix anything. We agreed with that, right? We did a whole mini super special underground bunker episode. But I don't know anymore. You know, I don't know because I know some other people have said that they fix it themselves and sales picked up and those older items sold. So I'm not sure. Right now, I'm not going to. I trust that eBay will fix it in time. Because I just don't have time. If this was maybe January or February after Q4, I probably would go in and fix it myself. So anyways, a heads up, just something to think about when it comes to handling time. All right. We're ready for one of your favorite portions of the podcast. I think we need to play that one more time because I interrupted that. No, it's good. I don't, we don't have to keep playing it like 10 times. every. I love it though. All right. So what's your bolo? All right, so my bolo goes back to um, my interaction today where I admitted that I was a reseller and it kind of worked out in my favor. So uh, one of the things that the guy came to me and he he showed me were these stuffed animals. And I don't normally do plush, right? He's like, you should check these out. And I'm just like, first I'm like, I'm going to look them up for this guy, right? Like, because he's being nice to me, like, I'm just going to like, he's watching me look on my phone. So I'm like, all right, I'll look these things up. And... Then he starts talking to another person. So I'm like, okay, now I can like really look these up to see what they're worth. And the name of the company is Boynton. Have you heard of that? B-O-Y-N-T-O-N. And they make these stuffed animals and they're, he's all, there's four of them here. You could lot them together. And they're like different. Like one of them's uh, an elephant and it's named Harry Elefante. And then there's like <laughs> Edgar, which is like a like a sad hippo, and then like they're they're pretty good sized plushes. Okay, and there's four of them, and I think it was either two or three of the four sold for like close to fifty dollars. Nice. One of them, um, there's no solds for, but there's some listed at like twenty bucks. Uh, another one, there's like some listed at twenty bucks, but in the past it had sold for like forty. So there's four of them, and and at least two of them consistently sell for like almost fifty, and one of them maybe around there. So I'm like, all right, so I at least want to pick up these two, right? So the guy comes back. I'm like, well, yeah, these are pretty cool. Like, how much would you do for them? He's like, well, if you do all of them and you have to take all of them, $10. Wow. So this is almost a hustle of the week, not necessarily a bolo, but it's both. Yeah. So, I mean, the brand is a good brand. Like, check out this brand. If you see them, they're kind of cool. They're like stand up tall plushes and they've got like a tag that has a funny kind of clever name on them. Um. But they sell for for decent, like fifty bucks, you know, plus shipping or close to fifty plus shipping, and uh, and yeah. So he tells me like, yeah. So uh, 
10 bucks for it, but you have to buy all of them. So then I'm thinking like instant, like, yes, I'll pay $10 for all four of these. But then, you know, you ever second guess yourself when, when somebody gives you an offer and you're yeah. like, you have to clarify because you don't want to just assume you're like, now just, a ch- you're saying $10 for all of it total, right? Not $10 each. Cause the way he said it was $10, but you have to take all four. So I was thinking like, maybe he's trying to imply like, you're going to have to, I'll sell them to you for $10 each, but you have to buy all four to get that price, you know? No, he's like, no. So two fifty, two fifty, two fifty, two fifty. Nice. I was like, done. Right. Like, so I'm gonna make my money on those. But yeah, so again, plush is one of those things that I don't normally pick up, but I would say check out this brand, Boynton, B-O-Y-N-T-O-N. Yes, I've sold those before. Yeah. So so check those out. Um, look them up on eBay and see what they look like. So um that way you're not digging through random plush, but you can kind of spot them when you see them. They they're kind of unique looking. Uh, and then uh and and they sell. They're worth it. Nice. You're pretty good at that. So, all right. So mine is I turned a, a terrible scenario into a win. This sounds like a hustle of the week also. Well, kind of. So do you remember when I talked about I sold the Lionel trains like a boat yep. and the box and the guy was upset with me because the sticker, t- the sticker was on there, yep. right? So anyways, the guy was being whatever because I listed it right after I got it back. Within probably 30 minutes, it sold for $50. Nice. Okay. So obviously it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Okay. Now it was for $15 less than I originally sold it, but not that big of a deal. Now it got me thinking, I go, Hmm, the guy made a big deal about the box, right? You know what? I have some extra Lionel train boxes. And then I, at the same time, son of a son of a seller, I uh, remember he was on our interview. You should check out his interview if you haven't. He has a lot of fascinating stuff. He had sold some old Nintendo console boxes and some Genesis boxes for money. And so it had me thinking, I go, huh, what if I just listed these extra boxes that I have? So I listed a bunch of these boxes at like $19.99 plus shipping. Boop. Right? So I'm like, okay, you know, who knows, right? Even you can tell. And some of these boxes were like a flap was torn. And some of them had the price tag, like the other guy didn't like. And I'm like, I wonder if people are looking for these. Sure enough, today, a guy bought a, a train, a boxcar, and then bought two empty boxes for $10 a piece plus shipping on each of them. Nice. So, not a major bolo, but those are boxes. Now, it makes me upset because I accidentally tore a box like a few weeks ago. I'm like, no, mm. like, I'm still going to try to sell that box. But, you know, I'm not saying be on the lookout for empty boxes, but hey, collector <laughs> stuff. You never know. Yeah, no. But if you do a bulk buy, and there's extra boxes that are left over, or maybe it might be more profitable for you to sell the box and the item separate, yeah. right? Because you don't know. So, anyways, I got a few more boxes, but man, that haul—that was my train haul that I paid two sixty for everything. I've made well over a thousand dollars already on that haul. Nice. So, anyways. Be on the lookout, not only for empty box for trains, but all kinds of items because it may be worth it to you. So that is my bolo. Like that. Anytime I think of boxes um, selling on eBay, I think of the old stories. And I don't know how much truth there is to this, but like I heard horror stories of people selling Xbox boxes and like scamming people. Oh, no, no. I remember that. Yeah. Like the like sand and the brick. Get a, get and- a brand new Xbox box. But they they were very clear. It was an Xbox box, and they would sell it for the price of an Xbox. And when somebody would buy it, and say like, "This isn't fair. Like I thought I was getting an Xbox. Nope, it says Xbox box." It's so shady. I'm sure those people got their money back. 
I don't know. Hundred percent. It seems crazy. That's just terrible. Anyways, don't sell Xbox boxes unless there's money there. Uh, but do sell collector boxes that is a bolo. That are empty. Bolo. All right, that's our bolos, and it's time now. Let's talk about what you're looking forward to, Mike. Yeah. Um. Honestly, my what I'm looking forward to is it's resale related, but it's not resale related because I have you know, week break coming up here pretty soon from school. So I'm going to have my Thanksgiving break and I'm excited to have a week where I'm not basically doing two jobs, right? Where mm. I can have a week of spending time with family, focus a little bit on reselling and not be trying to do both things at once. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to that. My son's got a second birthday coming up here pretty soon too. Nice. So this coming weekend. And so, yeah, so I'm looking forward to family time. I'm looking forward to um, still being able to resell, but not have the pressure because like when I'm on my way home from a long day of work the last thing I want to do even though I love sourcing is stop at a thrift store because I just want to get home but when you've been home for a couple days and you've just been at home doing nothing you're itching to get out and get into some thrift stores and stuff so I'm excited for the excitement to source again if that makes sense so you're looking forward to being excited about sourcing yeah man that's good no it's nice it's and again I would say those days I definitely I remember I would maximize my source and the location you work, they actually have a week off. Yeah. Cause where we were before we would yeah. have up until Tuesday. Yeah. They two days of professional development right before. Hey, yeah. but we got to hang out though. I think that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I'd rather be home with the wife than hang out with you or longer. No, no, it wasn't so much hang out with you, but like the whole idea of like, it's worth it. Like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, man, that stuff is just like, how much can we squeeze out of you? No, I get it. No, I know. I was an administrator. I get it. So you were in the meetings where it's like, how can we get them to make you give work us an extra day? <laughs> that was like, a, that was pretty good. Thank you. All right. Okay. Maniacal finger tapping. Yeah. It, it wasn't Smithers. What's the guy? What's the evil guy from the Simpsons? I don't know. I never watched. Why can't I remember his name? If you remember, let us know. Okay. All right. So what are you looking forward to Orlando? I am looking forward to shipping items out every single day till December 10th. No breaks at all. Zero. That's my goal because right now I feel like I'm behind, even though my strategy has changed. But man, I keep thinking every day I don't have stuff out is money I'm losing. So that is my goal. And then my other goal is to get this whole, like I just said earlier, get this whole eBay shipping thing resolved uh, because I'm not traveling again, probably until like the last week in November. So on Monday, which is kind of nice. No, it's already it's Wednesday. So two days ago, I already picked up the rental van. So my goal is to fill up that van every day, get boxes packaged and shipped out. So like I did it last year, but I don't know. I feel like last year I just grabbed anything I still saw that had any kind of profit. And, you know, a lot of things tanked. So I'm trying to be a lot more careful this year. I think Peros Podcast just needs to buy a, a trailer that we can hook up to vehicles. And then <laughs> now we don't have to run a van anymore. We can just throw stuff in the Make trailer. it a business, a PHP and then, mobile. And then when we, uh, and then when, when we do a, uh, a storage unit, we can have a trailer. Yeah. We're, by the way, we're doing a storage unit sometime soon. Dropping it right here. Yeah. Except for, we're like, we got to figure out logistics of like. Soon, like after Q4. Yeah. And then like, but, but honestly, if you don't already have a trailer and a place to put stuff, like we got to figure that out. I, oh, I, I, I got places. Orlando, man. He's like mafia over here. For sure. <laughs> not he's mafia. Got, he knows I just people. know he's people got in the places. community. We're good. All right. So, Hey, 
I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Make sure to check out our upcoming episodes. Conspiracy, drop us some information that we can bring to that episode. And we're just looking forward to great Q4. With that being said, make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Please. Please.